Welcome to Jesus Unfiltered with Eddie D and Nicole. On this episode, we respond to two commenters' questions regarding personal collections and the origins of Halloween. And discern the nuances of doing all things for the glory of God. Now, Jesus Unfiltered with Eddie D and Nicole. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Eddie D. Welcome to another episode of Jesus Unfiltered. Um, it's grateful to be before you once again, giving you guys um, some truth. <laughs> Hope that it's able to bless um, your souls, um, to give you more insight into the truth about who Jesus is, and you know, just be able to do something in you. Um, so grateful for this opportunity to I'll be before you one more again, and hope that this, you know, does for you what it's doing for me. I'm super excited to be able to talk about this stuff today, and hope that you guys are as well. Um, so, um, on the last um, couple of um, vids that we did, um, the couple of clips that we did for the podcast, um, someone had messaged us through the comments on one of those clips, and the message um, says, I'm going to read it straight up, um, it says random, but is it bad to have a Joker and like superhero stuff in your home, Halloween stuff, etc.? I don't know if I should throw this stuff out or not. This is coming from Jenny Jim 26 on TikTok. Um, and that um, question, uh, I, com- I-, I created a video in response to it. And it then led to another person commenting. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and read the comment just to go ahead and get it out the way. Um, as the person had said, um, Halloween itself is demonic. Superhero stuff is okay, in my opinion. However, any Satanist or Wiccan will tell you Halloween celebrates evil. No God reverence at all. And that was coming from MVP underscore Smith um, on TikTok as well. And so I wanted to use... This um this opportunity to um, talk about both of those um and um kind of just you know go back and forth and see how we are feeling about um what those um what those questions um and, and comments were um were addressing um so um before I before I jump off do you have anything that you want to say to the people or to me? Uh, I'm just ready to see where this is headed. See where the thoughts are. Okay. All right. So, the first person's question um, for me, I felt like she was referring to collections and collectibles. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, she is an avid fan of collecting things related to Halloween. And so, that's where I felt like the question was coming from. Um, So, in my response to that question, that was my answer. That anything that you're collecting, if you make collecting get more important than God, that's when it becomes a problem. And from that, I come out of um, out of um, Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 through 24, where it says, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Um, and though that's verses 19 through 21, I don't need to read the rest of it. Um, and 
then coming out of um, Matthew chapter 13, verse <coughs> 44, it says, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and covered up. Then in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has and buys the field. And then Matthew chapter 19, starting at verse 16 says, Behold, a man came up to him saying, Teacher, what good deed must I do to have eternal life? And he said to him, Why do you ask me about what is good? There is only one who is good. If you would enter life, keep the commandments. He said to him, Which ones? And Jesus said, You should not murder. You should not commit adultery. You should not steal. You should not bear false witness. Honor your mother and father. And you should love your neighbor as yourself. The young man said to him, all these I have kept. What do I still lack? Jesus said to him, if you will be perfect, go sell what you possess and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come and follow me. When the young man heard this, he went away sorrowful for he had great possessions. And Jesus said to his disciples, truly, I say to you, only with difficulty will a rich person enter the kingdom of heaven. And again, I tell you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter into heaven. So, um, so how I so how I answered that question and how I thought about the question came from that perspective that anything that we collect in this world has the potential to become God. Um, growing up, my first stepdad loved his new car. Um, he, he loved it like it was his baby. It was his baby. He treated that car better than he treated us. I felt like, um, we couldn't eat in that car. We couldn't drink in that car. We barely could sit in the car. You know, he was so terrified that we were going to mess his car up somehow that he was, he wouldn't let us do anything in that car, but sit and be quiet. He wouldn't let us touch the radio. He wouldn't let us change out CDs. Um, he wouldn't let us do anything. He barely, he wouldn't let us sit in the front seat. Like he he loved that car so much. He washed it religiously. He um, shined it religiously. He cleaned it out religiously. He put the, the the stuff that I put on the car whenever it's got a lot of dust accumulating. That wax shine stuff. He put it on there every week. And so when we're sitting down on the leather, like it's sticky stuff on this seat. Like it is real bad. It stained our clothes. That's how bad it was. Like this man religiously cleaned this car. And because he loved this car so much, it was a pain to ride in the car. Like he worshiped that thing so much that he stopped caring about how comfortable we were in the car and was more worried about whether the car was going to last, you know, as long as he wanted it to. Um, and so to that end, anything that we have, anything that we collect, it can become a God thing if we, if, if in our collecting of it, we are neglecting our souls, neglecting our people, neglecting our responsibilities. So if you love Halloween and things and, and Halloween items like that, there's nothing wrong with collecting those things. No more than it is the collection of stuff that I have. Like I collected, you know, puzzles, puzzles particularly my um <laughs> my um Josephine Wall puzzles. But when I was big on the pandemic puzzle thing, I'm a jig. I collected a ton of those jokers, 
And that might have been some deity stuff going on there because I collected them more than I did them. I'm not going to lie. Um, but I, I collect little knickknacks. Like I got about three Rubik's Cubes. Uh, pretend, pretend, well, four, well, yeah, but I thought because the kids were wanting to play, play with mine, so I bought some for them. And they didn't want them once I gave it to them. Like, they want yours. I, I, for what? To mess it up. And all I'm going to do is put it back together. So like, I, exactly. Wise. Wise. Uh, wise. <laughs> so anyway, I got my Marvel stuff over there. You know, I got my I got my Infinity Gauntlets. I got my Black Panther. I got my puzzles. You know, I got the, all the movies. Um, it's, Well, now I got to go get the, the latest ones that come out. That have come out lately. Um, but I got mugs. Um, I, I collected pins at one point, clearly, because I got a whole bunch of pins I ain't never going to use. Um, I'm just saying, you know, I'm starting to get, in, I started getting into a little bit of the Harry Potter stuff a little bit. So got a couple of puzzles there. Got the, got the ones I wanted. Got your one sitting up there too. Um, exactly. And, um, you know, and we games. So we collect games. We got cards, you know, skip bowl, phase 10, playing cards. Um, you know, taboo. Like we, so we are all avid fans. We're all avid fans of something. We collect music. You know, you go on your Spotify playlist and whatever music you like, it's a collection of music that you listen to. Mm -hmm. um, movies, you collect movies that we that we want to watch. We stream on the Hulu, the Hulu's and Netflixes. Those are collections. The playlists that we have are collections of things. Um, we collect items. We collect cups. We collect mugs. We collect any anything can become a collection of something, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with collecting the things that you like. It only becomes a problem when the thing that you've collected is more important to you than God. And dare I say, and people are probably going to get mad at me for this, but it's okay. Even collecting things of God can become, can become deep, can become, um, can become worship. Because even God said to the, even Jesus said to the Pharisees, you search the scriptures as if salvation is in the scriptures and you're neglecting the most important part of the scriptures, me. And so I got a collection of, of, of gospel centered books. I devoured those things. But if I thought that my salvation came from those books yeah. then even a collection of books and knowledge would be, would That's be, it. you know, would be deity, be worshiping, worshiping idolatry. That's the word. It's like, where's this word? Idolatrous. Because I would think that by my knowledge of the of the word, that's where my salvation is. Because I know more than everybody else. I know more about the gospel than than, than most people. It's like no, 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 all all of that can rise to the level of deity. <clears throat> compare and in doing so, we can neglect our souls and neglect Christ in favor of the things that we're collecting. When we have to have something so badly that we're risking. You know, our bills, we're risking the health and livelihoods of our, of our families and friends, the health and livelihood of our churches, you know, claiming that we don't have anything to give the churches, but we're steady giving to all these other places and things. Those are things that we have to have to think about. Like you say you want to do more, or can do more, but what are you, but what, where, where's your money going? And so though, so anything when you, when you want it, when you have to have it so badly, that it rises to the level of deity. That's when that collection becomes problematic. <laughs> now, um, you got anything? 
Um, I mean, not really. You saying it all. I told you I wasn't gonna be saying much this day because I feel like you're gonna say it all. But I mean, it's true. Like whenever you, like there, like you said, there's nothing wrong with collecting things. Like nothing wrong with getting things, wanting things, and like I even put that, you know, put the the. I even put that category toward people. Like when you start wanting to um, collect more people around mm -hmm. you, you know, mm -hmm. what are you doing it for? Mm. So um, like that's, that's where you have to really, that's where you really have to um, check yourself. And just like last week, I think it was last week when we talked about, um, or the week before when we talked about, um, Checking in with yourself. That's a time where you can do that. Check in your check in with yourself. Okay, what am I doing and why am I doing it? And how is this lifting God up? Mm. How is this um how is this giving him praise? How is this worshiping him? How is this making my relationship with him grow? So no, I don't I don't believe it's wrong with collecting things. Um, like you said, but when you start to Put those things above everything else and you know you just you don't think about other things like for example with the puzzles you know collecting so many but then not doing them or mm -hmm. just letting them sit there and then seeing something else and wanting it and getting it but then not doing anything with it mm -hmm. so you have to ask yourself the question why am I doing what I'm doing mm -hmm. and how 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 is how is this helping me? And sometimes we sometimes just like we said before, God gives you that choice to do that. But what is it doing for your life? Mm -hmm. What is it doing for the people in your life? Mm -hmm. And I know that we ourselves have to have that 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 thing in our life that's just ours. That's something that we can do to 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 just get out of our headspace. Cause I know me, when I come home, sometimes I just need to get out of my headspace. Mm -hmm. And so puzzles can be that thing for you to get out of mm -hmm. your headspace. Whatever mm -hmm. you collect, that mm -hmm. can be something you use to get out of the headspace that you're in and enter into the new headspace that you have to enter into after leaving work mm -hmm. or after leaving whatever you're leaving. Mm -hmm. So I get that. But when it comes to a point where you start to only, mm -hmm look at that mm -hmm. only want mm -hmm. to do that mm -hmm. you run to it mm. for your your uh not your salvation but you run to it your for peace, thank you comfort. for your peace your comfort mm -hmm. that's where you really need to start checking yourself and being like okay this is not my peace this should not be the only thing that gives me comfort it does it's, it's and like i said it's fine if it gives you comfort because mm -hmm. God puts things down here to on earth enjoy. to enjoy and give yes. us comfort and yes. make us feel more peaceful. Yes. But if that becomes the thing, the mm -hmm. thing mm -hmm. that is that satisfaction for your peace, then it's that's a problem mm -hmm. for me. It's a problem. If you if you go home and you have a family, but you don't want to be with your family because you're ready to get to whatever you're collecting, you're ready to get to whatever gives you peace. Then that's that. That's when that becomes a problem. God mm -hmm. is your peace, so mm -hmm. you should be able to walk into it with peace already in you. I know sometimes that's hard because you may be coming out of a situation like when you worked at the prison. You know what I'm saying? 
you're coming out of something where you just need to just whoosah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I need a minute. And I get that. Mm-hmm. But when, I don't know, it's just when you, when, when you can't, I don't know, help me out. <laughs> so, sure. so, I, so for, for example, if, if you come home from a long day of work and you're in your car and you need to wild out for a minute, like you, t- so you turn on music. It may not be God's gospel music, but if it gives you an opportunity to or to cry or to breathe or whatever, so if you need a podcast to get your mind off of what was what was going on at work, or you want to, you know, just you know, just just belt to the top of your lungs an R&B song that you knew from when you were a child, that's okay. Like, but if that's the only thing. That will help you get out of your mind space every single time. That's, That's when it becomes problematic. God gives us the things of this world to enjoy. All and all these things are great. All these things, and it doesn't have to be just the moments, the things to just um to to get out of head head spaces. Listen, sometimes we collect experiences. Mm. We collect experiences. So Ooh. we want to go to wild adventures. We want to go to the mall. We want to go to. Tallahassee. We want to go to Atlanta. We want to go to the beach. We want to go, but you keep wanting to do those things as if those things are the thing that will bring you peace. You should have peace within yourself. So then what happens when you're not doing those things? Well, here's the thing. You can enjoy the peace that comes with doing those things. Like there's nothing wrong with doing them. Yeah. But if those things become the sole source by which, so for the we you know we plan we've done we're planning our trip for Vegas now, right? If we are pure hell for the next two months until we get to Vegas, that's a problem. That's a that's a really big problem because what we're saying is going to Vegas is what's going to bring me peace. So for the next two months, I'm just gonna be a pure ogre until I get on the plane and go to Vegas. That's a problem. And so for the next two months, I shouldn't be over here stomping and so mad and, oh, my God, uh, oh, I can't wait till the summer. I can't wait till we get to Vegas because Vegas, that, Vegas is not where peace is. Yeah, that's We're right. going to enjoy it. Oh, it's going to bring us so much fun and peace. But if that's not the source of the peace, Jesus is our peace and we should bring him wherever we go. Yeah. In times that we are stressed. We should bring Jesus into that, into those spaces, even if it is that we're listening to RB or we're playing a video game or we're playing games with, with the family. We're playing um, Just Dance or we're doing Skip Bow or whatever the case is. We're enjoying a meal together. Anytime that we are, we're creating a moment with our people or even creating a moment with ourselves, we should be taking the Lord with us in those spaces. So even the collection of something. Right. So even the collection of something. That's fun. Looking on Amazon, looking to see, oh, what's the next thing that I want to buy that's a part of my collection or whatever. That's fun. And there's nothing wrong with that. But if I'm saying, God, my life sucks unless I have this. My life is never gonna be the same unless I have this. I need I'm not gonna be at peace until I have this. That's when it becomes a problem. That's when it becomes problematic. Like I love all the puzzles that I got, but I was not driven to the point of madness where it's like, oh God, if I don't get this puzzle, something's going to be wrong with me. You know, if I don't, if I don't, you know, buy this and something's wrong. Like I was never driven to that point because regardless of whether I got the puzzle, or didn't get the puzzle, I was still going to be at peace within myself. Like, did I want it? Heck yeah. Are they there? Absolutely. 
but I didn't need them to the point where I felt like I was a lost, I was a lost soul without it. Just like again, you know, with the with if if, if Spotify wasn't acting right one day, like for some reason it went offline and I'm in my car, you know, and I can't listen to the song or the podcast or whatever that I want to listen to, am I gonna be good enough to ride ride along the car to get home and be at peace and silence? I should be able to because the music's not my piece. That is your piece. And I will say with those collections, collecting them is fine, but also when you start, not just when you're thinking to yourself, oh my gosh, if I don't have these, then I am doomed. It's when you're thinking to yourself, oh, I can get these. Um, but do you But do you need them? That's the thing. Do you need it right now? When you start to, I think you've already said this, but when you start to place getting that over something else. Yeah, you, you did just say this. When you're, when, you're, when you're deciding to get something that you're collecting over paying this bill, or when you're deciding to get something that you're collecting um, over what your kids may want. Come on now. When you're deciding to get something that you're collecting over getting some food. Come on now. So you're meaning to tell me that you'll deal with ramen noodles. Nothing's wrong with ramen noodles. Tear them up. You'll deal with ramen noodles when you go get a steak. So you're going to pick the collection over the steak. Now, those who don't like steak, it's just a... We're just using whatever. it as an example. It's just an example. But, but, but when you start to want those things more than something else that's needed mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. that could go towards something better. You want your Gucci bag and you want your, your, your purses and your shoes, but your kids got holes in their in they shoes. You know, they, they've been needing clothes for months. They're growing out the clothes they in, but you just got to have this bag because you saw somebody on TikTok had this bag. Yeah. And so now and I got to get this bag collection. from you your collect collection. Bags. You're collecting bags, collecting shoes, collecting gotta purses, collecting clothes. I just got to have this. But I'm, but we out here struggling. Like that's when it becomes problematic yeah. in the collecting of it. Yeah. So there's that piece all by itself. Then you have what where we're, where we're coming with her. She already has them. And now she's thinking she needs to get rid of them. Why? That would be my question. Boom. Why get rid of him? And so my so my answer to that is, you got to be led. You got to be led. What you gonna do when you get rid of them? You gonna get some? You gonna um, sell them? Or you gonna replace like, them with something gonna, else? Exactly. Like what? What's going keep, on in that space? Do you not like them anymore? Right. Why get rid of what you are they? Like? Are they reminding you of a of a past life that you lived, or are they reminding you of something that you used to do, or something? You know, that is like completely outside of the realm of God, because again, yeah. and we'll get into this in a minute, you know, Halloween and, and, and all the things thereof, they're no different than Marvel or, you know, the, the collecting of things, collecting of items and all that stuff. Like there's no difference in that regard. And so, again, what are you wanting to get rid of them for? Yeah. Like what, what's going on in your heart space, in your head space that's compelling you to get rid of them? Yes. Because. That's a that's between you and God. Because no one, because everybody is different. Everybody has different preferences. Everybody likes different things. So, mm-hmm. and everybody's walk with God is different. Yes. So, like for example, and this is very different from what we're talking about, but it's just an example. Say somebody who was an addict, um, or mm. who 
mm-hmm. was uh, yeah, mm-hmm. you know where I'm going. Yes. And so now mm-hmm. you are a follower of Christ. Mm-hmm. And so you can't be around it. So you nope. tell yourself you can't be around those mm-hmm. things anymore. Mm-hmm. But someone else who is in your same position, mm-hmm. they can be around it and yes. it not bother them. Yes. Everybody's different. Yes. You can't be around it, but you can. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. That's okay. So mm-hmm. it's, it's your walk with God. So if you want to get rid of it for the reason that for God is telling you to do that for whatever reason, mm-hmm. then that is your reason. That your is reason. your relationship with God. Nobody can take that from you. Right. But then too, you can't put that on somebody else. Exactly. And say, you need to get rid of it because now you're saved and you have to, this, the walk with your walk with God has to be, no, you can't tell somebody how their walk with God is going to be and what mm-hmm. they need to do. That is all God and their relationship. And so, that is that is so true. It is your relationship with God and what He is telling you to do, and your testimony. Mm-hmm. So I, I can't tell you not to get rid of it now, depending on what it is that we have. So like all the puzzles <laughs> that you had, we got rid of a whole bunch of them. Mm-hmm. But the reason wasn't because um, I feel like I, or the reason wasn't because. You feel like you are sinning if you keep them because you got them at a time where you know you were, I guess, spending so much on puzzles. That wasn't the reason. The reason was because we want more space. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it it really depends on what God is telling you and mm-hmm. your personal walk with him. Yeah, absolutely. And what you just said reminded me of something Paul said in First Corinthians chapter 10. He said, all things are lawful, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful, but not all things build up. Let no one seek his own good, but the good of his neighbor. Eat whatever is sold in the meat market without raising any question on grounds of conscience. For the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. If one of the unbelievers invites you to dinner and you are disposed to go, eat whatever is set before you without raising any question on the ground of conscience. But if someone says to you, this has been offered in sacrifice, then do not eat it for the sake of the one who informed you and for the sake of conscience. I do not mean by your conscience, but his. For why should my liberty be determined by someone else's conscience? If I partake um, with thankfulness, why am I denounced because of that for which I give thanks? So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all for the glory of God. Give no offense to the Jews or to the Greeks or to the church of God. Just as I try to please everyone and everything I do, not seeking my own advantage, but that of many, they may be saved. And so what he was saying in that, um, to put it in our human language, I'm not going to say human language, in our modern language, is if I know that I can be around something, using your example, that another believer can't be around, if we're together, I'm not going to do what I know I can do in God for, for because I want to, knowing that it's going to hurt my brother's soul or hurt his conscience. Now, there are layers to that because I see I see you. I see you kind of clammed up a little bit. There are layers to it. There are layers to it. But it's a matter of having the conversation to understand and unpack. And so unless and until that conversation is had, we ought to do what we have to do. But once they know, then it's up to you. There's layers to it. But what was so what was so what he's saying there is, you know, I'm not going to allow my freedom to be an offense to you until we've had a conversation about it. 
but I'm also not going to shackle myself in your absence. So I'm going to be me and do me and, and, and be myself. And, you know, if I'm being, if I'm being led by God to do what I do and it's not, and it's not, it's all, all above board, me and God are cool with it. It's all well and good. You know, it's gospel centered. We ain't doing nothing out here all willy nilly. Then it's all good. Um, but we're not, we're not going to try to do it in the face of like, hey, hey, I'm going to do what I want to do. Um, if that person's in our presence without explanation, without explanation. But, uh, but again, that's what that, when you said that, that's what it reminded me of that just because it's offensive to one doesn't mean it's offensive to all. And for the one who is offended, they can't bl blanket leaves paint a broad brush saying no one should do it. Because no, that's not the case. That's a personal thing between you and God. And everybody's walk with God is different because everybody's struggling with something different. And so what you're struggling with may not be a struggle for this person. Yeah. This person's struggle is not a struggle for that person. Everybody's struggle is different. Everybody's victory is different. Everybody walks differently with God. And so we have to be mindful that just because I may be offended by something doesn't mean that everybody should not do it just because I'm offended by it. Because my offense is more about me and not about them. And far too often we have Christians who are personally offended by something because it's something they used to participate in, something they used to do, something they used to be a part of that in that with them was offensive to God. We're not talking about outright sinning. We're talking about um, if someone's issue was gluttony, eating too much. So now they tell everybody, y'all should only eat three meals a day and only eat certain portions because to eat more than that is a sin against God. No, that was a sin for you. That was a sin for you because you wanted to eat more than you did wanted to have a relationship. Like you put food above deity. That's not everybody's issue. That's not everybody's problem. So I can eat food with dessert and it not be problematic, but it may be problematic for somebody else. So I'm so again, it's not to say I'm going to use my freedom and throw it in somebody's face, but that's not my sin. That's not my struggle. That's not what I war against. And so don't take your war and then blanket everybody with your war. That's between you and God. Yeah. Um, yeah, I get it. I agree. Uh, I still believe, you know, that even when and this is kind of going off. So we're going to get back on track in a minute. But even when you have those times where one person may struggle with something and another person may not struggle with that thing, I still think that there should be some type of respect for what they are going through. Mm -hmm. um, and so I was, it, may, it reminded me of what you were listening to in the car, and we can talk about this later, but what you were listening to in the car, uh, the guy's podcast. Tim and, Ross, The Basement. And talking about how he's not going to stop being himself around other people because other people have a problem with that. But I still think that there is a level of respect you should carry out with someone who has a problem with that. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like there should be, if you know somebody is offended by, um, offended by a certain type of music, like we were saying, mm -hmm. uh, and they get and you and y'all are going somewhere. 
I think, you know, there's other types of music out there. Okay, play something different. I know, you know, there's not, that's not the only kind of music that you listen to. So mm-hmm. why listen to that type of music when that person is around knowing that they kind of have a problem with it? I feel like that you can spark up a conversation to see where their their head and heart space is, sure. But then I still also believe that some type of respect, you know? Mm-hmm. Respect is maybe not the word I'm looking for. Um, don't know what word I'm looking for there. But thinking about what their what their feelings are. Mm-hmm. And not just because you want to be yourself whenever you want to be yourself and you don't care. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And in 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 Ross's defense, he was referring to the podcast and the type of people that he's trying to reach. And so he wasn't saying that he's going to be all he's going to be himself in every space, because in that same podcast, going back about a few minutes earlier, he was saying, like, the person you see in the podcast is not the person that he's going to be in a pulpit. You know, it's not going to be the same person that he's like, you know, so it really depends on who he's around. So what you're saying is actually what he does. But I get what you're saying, too, because sometimes we have those type of people who are like, I'm just going to be who I want to be. If you can't get with it, oh, well, I'm just going to do me and be who I want to be. And so um, so that we have to be mindful of um, and careful about as well, um, because we do want to be respectful to whoever we're around. Um, and in doing so, be mindful of the fact that some people may take offense to some things that we do or some things that we are. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, um, trying our hardest to be mindful of that mm-hmm. while still being true. Yeah. Cause you can't change everybody and you don't want to change yourself to the point where you start to lose yourself because of mm-hmm. what other people's preferences are. I yes. get that. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like that. During those times, it's great. It's a great opportunity to spark up a conversation, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and so that's where that's where I'm coming from with that. But to bring it back around um, about Halloween and um, what we're talking about, because I kind of went off. Because that's what that made me think about when you went there. No, no. I mean, <laughs> I mean. We're, so we're about to take so, it there now. Yeah. So I guess my thing is. You can't please everybody. You know, there are a lot of Christians out there who don't agree with other Christians participating or anybody participating in Halloween activities. Mm -hmm. Why? Yeah. So going back (laughs) to the second person's comment, the second person has said, um, um, Halloween itself is demonic. Superhero stuff is okay, in my opinion. However, any Satanist or Wiccan will tell you Halloween celebrates evil. No God reference at all. So I, I said back, all ho- holidays can be demonic. And this is something I got to work on with myself because in that moment, I did in the end of the conversation what I should have done at the start. Because I don't, I don't want to become that person who goes into these comments going in on folk. So I'm trying Why to. Um, well, for <laughs> me, the thing is, I've been in those wars before and they never, they never go, they never go in the right direction. Yeah. Because it just because about defending turf. And I'm the type of person who I'd rather talk to you on the phone. I'd rather talk to you voice to voice than to talk to you like this. Because, you know, in spaces like these, people, they, they already have their opinion and they're cemented in it. Right. And so you're not you're not going to change nobody's mind. They, they already have it where they want to be. And so to get on these forums and to get in these chat rooms and to get on these comments with people. I don't want to get involved in that. So I'm working on myself to step to step out of that frame 
into like we did with the with with which I'm going to the end of it. Just tell them, come holler at us, come come watch our next podcast. We might address it, and if we do, listen to what we have to say, and then feel free to comment as you will. Because at this point, I I don't I can't say what I want to say. I ain't got time to say what I gotta say. I got a full job. I'm run. I'm doing this podcast stuff. I got you know babies. The baby's got needs. You got needs. You know I got needs. Everybody got needs, and we <laughs> out here trying to get these needs met. And so you know I ain't got time. I ain't got time. I'm just it all all the above. <laughs> And so anyway, um, so I said all holidays can be demonic. And then she said, no, uh, all American holidays have pagan origins, but share with a God story. Jesus, birth and death. Halloween is made solely for Satan. God is not okay with. That's why I want to know where that comes from. Where does that information come from? That Halloween is made solely for Satan. And so I don't know where they got that from. I'm pretty sure somebody. So here's what I think happened. Okay. Somebody or somebody's decided that October 31st, the day where we wear masks and angels and demons and all this stuff, became the day that they want to do Satan stuff. Now, it's not to say that it happened around the same time that Halloween was on Halloween originated. You know, it might have happened here in America in 1887. This is why I'm always saying we don't go far back enough in our own history to figure out where the stuff come from. So someone probably did in the Wiccan or in the satanic worship decide we're going to celebrate stuff on October 31st. That was in 1945, even though Halloween was established back in 15 something another. Right. So with that, I'm going to read the origins of Halloween. If my come on, it's got one job, man, one job. Um, so this is coming off of history.com. And I'm going to read up to the point where it talks about it moving to America. Halloween's origins date back to the ancient Celtic festival of, um, of Samhain. The Celts who lived 2,000 years ago. So this is back when Jesus was born. This is back when Jesus was born. In, in mostly France and the United Kingdom. Jesus is in the Middle East. They're over there in France and England. They're around us at the same time. So let's, let's, point, let's put that out there. So again, this whole idea of Wiccan and all that stuff, Wiccans were not born during this time frame. Okay? So this whole idea that Halloween was started, dude, was started with the Wiccans? No. It <laughs> didn't have that. No. So anyway, uh, the Celts who lived 2,000 years ago, mostly in the area that's now Ireland, United Kingdom, North France, celebrated their new year on November 1st. This day marked the end of the summer and the harvest in the beginning of the dark, cold winter, a time that was often associated with human death because it's so dark and cold. The Celts believed that on the night before the new year, the boundary between the worlds of the living and the dead became blurred. On the night of October 31st, they celebrated Samhain when it was believed that the ghost of the dead returned to the earth. In addition to causing trouble and damaging crops, Celts thought that the presence of otherworldly spirits made it easier for the Druids or Celtic priests to make predictions about the future. For people entirely dependent on the volatile natural world, these prophecies were an important source of comfort during the long, dark winter. To commemorate the event, Druids built, hilt, built huge sacred bonfires where the people gathered to burn crops and animals to sacrifice to Celtic deities. During the celebration, the Celts wore costumes, typically consisting of animal heads, skins and attempted to tell each other's fortunes. 
When the celebration was over, they relit their hearth fires, which they had extinguished earlier that evening from the sacred bonfire to help protect them during the coming winter. By AD 43, the Roman Empire had conquered the majority of the Celtic territories. In the course of the 400 years that they ruled the Celtic lands, two festivals of Roman origin were combined with the traditional Celtic celebration of Samhain. The first was Feralia, a, late, a day in late October when the Romans traditionally commemorated the passing of the dead. The second was a day to honor Pomona, the Roman goddess of fruit and trees. The symbol of Pomona is the apple and the incorporation of this celebration in the Samhain probably explains the tradition of bobbing, at bobbing for apples that is practiced today on Halloween. On May 13, AD 609, Pope Boniface IV dedicated the Panthenon to, in, in Rome in honor of all Christian martyrs, and the Catholic feast of All Martyrs Day was established in the Western culture. Pope Gregory III later expanded the festival to include all saints as well as all martyrs and moved the observance from May 13th to November 1st. By the 9th century, the influence of Christianity had spread into Celtic lands where it gradually blended with and supplanted older Celtic rites. In AD 1000, the church made November 2nd All Souls Day, a day to honor the dead. It's widely believed today that the church was attempting to replace the Celtic Festival of the Dead with a related church-sanctioned holiday. All Souls Day was celebrated similarly to Samhain with big bonfires, parades, and dressing up in costumes as saints, angels, and devils. The All Saints Day celebration was also called All Hallows or All Hallamas from the middle um yeah I'm not able to man and the night before it the traditional night of Samhain in the Celtic region, religion began to be called All Hallows Eve and eventually Halloween um the celebration of Halloween was extremely limited um in the colonial New England because of the rigid Protestant belief systems there Halloween was much more common in Maryland and the southern colonies as the beliefs and customs of different European ethnic groups and American Indians meshed, a distinctly American version of Halloween began to emerge. The first celebrations included play parties, which were public events held to celebrate the harvest. The neighbors would share stories of the dead, tell each other's fortunes, dance, and sing. Colonial Halloween festivities also featured the telling of ghost stories and mischief making of all kinds. By the middle of the 19th century, Annual autumn festivities were common, but Halloween was not yet celebrated everywhere in the country. And so it goes on to talk about how in, ha in Halloween in America started wearing the, the, the mask and the costumes, going around the house saying trick or treat and, you know, collecting candy, having parties and having a good old time in celebration of nothing. But having a good old time because they took they stripped all the God stuff out of it. And just decided, let's just make it one big old party on October 31st. So, that's what Halloween is. <laughs> right. Do you have anything before I go? So, Halloween is not satanic. Halloween does have pagan origins. I will give it that. Because the Celts clearly were not Christians. They were clearly not followers of Jesus. They were Druids. And because they were Druids, Druids believed in mages and in witches and warlocks and all that kind of stuff. And they had a whole bunch of gods, the whole thing going on there. So it does have, so it does have pagan origins. But, but 
their intent was not to be demon worshipers. Their intent was to honor their dead and to, you know, and to, and to wish themselves a good year, just like we do with New Year's. That was the mark of their new year. The harvest had come in. They've gotten everything they gathered for the harvest. The winter is coming. That's a Game of Thrones reference. Winter is coming. And so, so for them, even though they had their spiritual things that they were doing that we could call that we call paganistic, you know, at the same time, it wasn't a it wasn't a worship of demons. It wasn't a worship of devils. It was a a desire for a new year to roll in and for them to be favored because the winters were harsh in England. The winters were harsh in the United Kingdom. They were harsh in France. And so they were hoping for a good year, recognizing that probably about a quarter of us are going to die because it's going to be cold. And it's going to be real cold. And we ain't got no blankets and heaters, you know, because it's 2,000 years ago. You know what I'm saying? So ain't no electricity. Ain't no running water like that. But even if it was, Eddie, and, and stop me if I'm not making sense or if I'm wrong, but even if it was, even if they were being demonic, why did we bring it over here? Thank you. Or what if it was so Thank demonic, you. Thank why you would so we go mm, and take that mm, and try to mm, change mm, what it is? We are not God. Mm. Americans, y'all, we're not God. Come so on. why come on? Why take it? Isn't that the same thing with TikTok? <laughs> Sorry. 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 Why why do we go why do we take things from people and then wrap them up and, in Christian I was about to say something else? And then witch about it <laughs> when where the when when it's been brought over from someplace from else. From someplace else. Because here it is. They were minding their business. Minding their business. Nobody that they that the Roman Empire wanting to be Rome came and took them over. Saw they were celebrating Samhain and said, Ooh, that sounds like fun. Hey, let's, come bring, up with your let's, stuff. let's bring our own stuff and let's mix it together. No, they can't come up with their own they stuff. They come up with their own stuff. No, no, they had their own things. The, the, the Romans had their own things that they celebrated around the same time. They saw they saw Samhain and said, Ooh, that's interesting. Let's mix it together. Why? Why? Yeah. Why? Oh my God! So they mix let it me, together. Let people have anything. I, I gotta take it one step further because that ain't the whole story. They mix it together, right? So now they got Samhain, they got Feralia, and they have Pomona all wrapped in together as a major holiday weekend. So now October thirty first, November first, November second. We it's always a three day party. Yay! Now the Christians come. Thank you. The Christians come. They see that this is demon. This is Demonic. This is satanic. This is we shouldn't be doing this. Why this not is a, leave it alone then? Why not leave it alone? Why not leave it alone? Nah, we what we gonna do is we gonna wrap it in Christian. We gonna wrap it in Christianese. So now, mind you, again, All Saints Day was on May. May. Was it May seventeenth or something? something 13? May thirteenth. Yeah, random, random, <laughs> random day in in May. Random day in May. But because we wanna. We want to get in with it all with all the people, so we gonna move. We gonna move it from May thirteenth 
to November 1st. And we're going to keep everything that's there and just Christianize it. So now it's a three-day party for the Christians. So now we got All Hallows' Eve, October 31st, Halloween, November 1st, and November, which is All Saints' Day, and then November 2nd, which is All Souls' Day. So now we got a whole three-day weekend that we've painted with Christian. If this holiday is so satanic, if this holiday is so demonic, if this holiday we shouldn't be worshiping, why did the Christians take it? Why? Why did the Christians take it? And then not only take it, but brought it with them to America. Thank you. They brought it with them to America. Mind you, the Reformation came around the 1500s and tried to do away with a lot of the stuff that the Roman Catholic Church was doing, including the worshiping of saints and stuff. Because, you know, they, 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 they worship Mary. They worship, you know, all the saints and stuff. So they were trying to do away with all of that. And so they did away with that being a, a, a kind of a Christian holiday of sorts. But not everybody got rid of it. So the ones who, so for the ones who didn't, when they started colonizing the New World over here in America, they discovered America. When they, when they, they when they finally discovered America, they brought that stuff with them. So now we're worshiping Halloween, worshiping or celebrating rather the Halloween in our in, in America now. So again, if it was so satanic, if it was so demonic, if it was so, why did we Christianize it? Why do we Christianize it? But now, one, but now let's take it even one step further than that. Let's say that you're right because it was founded off of pagan principles, right? What holiday ain't? <laughs> Can we call a spade a spade? What holiday do you know that has anything to do with God? Really? <laughs> Easter, bunnies, <laughs> Christmas. Presents, Thanksgiving, food and electronics. <laughs> Come on, what holiday do you know? Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. <laughs> Ain't got nothing to do with God. <laughs> Come on now. Ain't got nothing to do with Jesus. Trying to wrap it up, call it agape love. <laughs> you talking about eros? You talking about no agape? You feel me? So, uh, and so all I'm saying is, all these holidays, none of these holidays got anything to do with the Lord. And, ooh, as a matter ooh, as a matter of fact. While you're looking, go you ahead. know, I didn't realize they were trying to move Halloween, even though Halloween still remains on October 31st. Mm -hmm. they're, changing, they're changing this to a national trick-or-treat day, and it's every last Saturday in October. Where there's what, what are you trying to do to that? Here. Where it's here, America. In 2019, this popular movement um, started uh, the creation of National Trick or Treat Day on the last Saturday of October. Like However, that. Halloween remains on October 31st, and how communities celebrate the new Trick or Treat Day, if at all, depends on local organizers. I like that. I like that though, because we're always saying, "I wish Halloween, I wish Halloween Trick or Treat Day was on a weekend mm -hmm. or, or, or on a Friday, where we don't have to go to work the next day." You know, and you could have all your parties and your mm -hmm. celebrations, your trick-or-treating and all that stuff on a day where you can relax. Yeah. You ain't got to worry about going to work next day. So I actually, that actually wouldn't be a bad idea. I would it's actually. It's real new, so I, I would, guess that's why it hasn't would, really caught on like that. I would, I would like that very much. Um, here it is. So Jesus, so Jesus goes up and he, he's transfigured. 
and Moses and Elijah show up um, next to him. And his disciples see this and they're like, oh, this is amazing. Oh my God. Jesus comes down from the mountain. Um, verse nine, as they were coming down the mountain, Jesus commanded them, tell no one of the vision. Um, wait, hold up. Make sure, no, hold on. Where is it? Where is it? Oh, no, I'm sorry. Let me go back up. So went up there, started shining like a light bulb. Moses and Elijah show up. It's a great day. The disciples are like, oh, oh my God. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Verse four, Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good that we are here. If you wish, I will make three tents here, one for you and one for Moses and one for Elijah. He was still speaking when behold, a bright cloud shouted over them and they said, um, wait. I'm going to find it. Because what I'm looking for is Jesus told them that it, that it wasn't good for them to do that. It wasn't good for them to do that because he was saying, I don't need we don't need you to commemorate what happened here. He was saying that, you know, all holidays do they're, 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 they they mark things. But at the end of the day, holidays do no good for the soul in that people end up worshiping the holiday and what happened rather than me. I feel, I feel, and I know, I feel like it's, it was during the transfiguration. I can't, maybe it's not in Matthew's version of it. Maybe it's in John's. I'm not sure. But, um, but that's the point that the holidays themselves, like we, 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 we're, we, the, the, <laughs> going back to traditions, yep. which are marked there. Like, we spend so much time wanting to keep the traditions of our holidays mm -hmm. that we forget the reason that the holiday exists. Exactly. Martin Luther King Day, for example. The vast majority of people who, who, um, who take holidays on Martin Luther King Day ain't celebrating Martin Luther King. Let me tell you what they're doing. In the bed. In the bed. Barbecuing. Yep. Watching the basketball games, because that's what I do every year. There'll be games on from morning to night. And I'm watching every last one of them. So it ain't even about Martin Luther King. We ain't lifting their voice and singing. You know, there might be some program somewhere that five people show up for. Like, no, like we don't celebrate Martin Luther King Day to think about Martin Luther King. Like we don't. You know, you know, the fourth of July. Mm. We're not really celebrating America. Some people might, but others are just barbecuing, mm -hmm. watching TV, waiting for fireworks. Nobody saying happy birthday, America. I'm saying all that to say, even Christmas now has become completely commercialized. Mm -hmm. What it's supposed to be about, can we call a spade a spade? Ain't nobody thinking about Jesus Christmas morning. Ain't nobody thinking about Jesus the week before. Ain't nobody thinking about Jesus the month before. What we thinking about when I'm going to get my wife. What am I going to get my kids? What are they going to get me? What am I going to try to get my parents? Well, I would be thinking about Jesus. I love it. Well, I'm, I'm, well, I'm grateful. Asking me, am I going to bake a cake for Jesus' birthday? Well, that's what's up. So everybody's different, and I'm glad she built different. I'm glad, I'm glad you know, we built her different. God, but that God built her different through us. I'm going to give him the credit, because mm -hmm. I will get credit for that. That's one of them things where it's like, um, flesh and blood did not teach you this. Mm -hmm. Spirit of God gave that to you. Yeah. And so <clears throat> I'm saying that to say, you know, holidays 
are man-made. For whatever reason that they're brought up, Jesus never came in here and said, on every December 25th, celebrate me. Celebrate me every day. It ain't even about the celebrating every day part. It's the fact that Jesus never said, on December 25th, celebrate me. We made that up. And we wrapped some other holiday with Jesus. Because who, when was Jesus born? We don't know. So who came up with December 25th? So to that end, no matter what the day is, it's stuff that we made up. We made, we made these holidays up. Do we, now, what we choose to do with them is on us. But the holidays were not meant to, um, were not meant to be a means of which, I hope the mic don't pick that up. Um, we, 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 sit, we sit around and act like these holidays are satanic or that these holidays are, you know, godly. They're all man-made. Every last one of them. What we choose to do with them is up to us, but all of them are man-made because nowhere in here did God ever say, on this day, commemorate me. That's why I said I was trying to look for the, the transfiguration thing because they were trying to make monuments for, you know, for Christ and for Moses and Elijah. It's like, no, don't make no monument for me. That's not the point. I didn't go up there to be, to be celebrated. That's, that's, not, that's not the end game. Making three tenths is not going to do anything. All it's going to do is like, going moth and rust going to corrupt and destroy the stuff. So don't even worry about that. Like, and so that's why. Colossians chapter 2, verse 16. Therefore, let no one pass judgment on you in questions of food and drink or with regard to a festival or a new moon or a Sabbath. These are a shadow of the things to come, but the substance belongs to Christ. So now in that, he's trying to tell people, stop worrying about all these signs and wonders and things as if those things are like the miracles are what you should be looking for. But in that content, within that context is embedded a message that we got to be mindful of. Just because somebody decides to celebrate Halloween does not make them demon mystic. No more than someone celebrating Christmas is godly. Just because somebody decides to put a Christmas tree in their house does not make them demonic. No more than someone going to church on Easter makes them godly. Holidays are just holidays. Special days are special days, but none of them are the substance. They're all shadows, shadows of the one who's coming. And if we have the spirit of God dwelling within us, we can see Christ in everything. Even, even in something in Halloween, if you really boil it down to what it originally was and all that kind of stuff and blah, 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 you can see God in that. They may not have been originating it with the God of the God of, you know, Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, but we can, but we can see the God in that. We can see the God in being grateful for our dead. You know, being sad and sorrowful for our dead. Putting on a mask and playing dress up and playing and playing, you know, pretending to be uh, things that we either wish we were or, you know, happy to be. I would love to put on Power Ranger costume. Live out my, my childhood dreams. You know what I'm saying? Like, but there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Now, if I'm wearing my 
Power Ranger costume, and I'm out here trying to fight crime in the middle of, um, you know, the summer. Might be a problem. <laughs> Might need to go get me checked. But, you know, even, e again, you know, even in that, if it, if it rolls up to where we're worshiping that thing, that's when it becomes a problem. But allowing your kids to go trick-or-treat because the neighborhood's trick-or-treating is not an invitation of spirits. It's an activity. It's an activity. <laughs> much like any other activity that we participate in. Because like Paul said, <laughs> there is no other God. So if you're in the Lord, you're covered. Now I'm not saying to go whip out a Ouija board and start praying to some demonic spirits. If you're doing that, we, got, we, we need to have a conversation. But if you're out dancing the thriller, I think you're gonna be all right. What do you say to those who do whip out um, or what do you say to those who may go to um, um, what do you call those people? Cosplay. Uh, yeah. Comic or, Con. or whip out a board and just have fun with it. What do you say? To Listen, them? there are some there are some things that I would not so mess with. I, there are some <laughs> things that I wouldn't mess with. That's one of them because you don't know what you're entertaining. Um, one of the people in the book of Acts, I can't remember who it was. Man thought that he would thought that he could get the Holy Ghost just by ooh, you know, he was a, he was a soothsayer, and so he was going around reading people's fortunes and stuff. He saw, I think it was Paul and somebody else, Paul and either Silas or Paul, Paul and um and, and, and um Barnabas. I can't remember who it was. But um, he was like, oh, I like what they're doing because they were casting out demons. You know, you know, Paul, they out there doing the thing. He was like, I like that. I want that. Gotta have that. So he decides, I'm going to get me some Holy Ghost. And I'm going to try to cast out some demons too. So he goes and he tries to do this whole thing. And the demons bowed up against him. And they said, we know Jesus. We know Paul. Who are you? And they attack that man senseless. Don't be entertaining stuff you ain't ready for. You want to whip out a Ouija board? You do that if you want to. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to them. You whip out a Ouija board if you want to. You don't know what you're entertaining. Because spirits are real. Can you say the same thing for trick-or-treating? Going out? So, no. he, so here's my thing. I don't think we're entertaining demons by trick-or-treating no more than we entertain demons watching TikTok. Like, I think it's a different thing when you're calling upon the name of such and such. Like, I, like yeah. that, that's a whole different thing to me than knocking on somebody's door asking for candy. So it's like, so it's, to me, it's comparing apples to oranges. Like, if I'm out here saying in the name of Beelzebub or whatever, give me candy. Like, that's a whole, we, we got, we having a whole different conversation. Like, if they, if the beef knock on the door and they be like, okay, I need you to give me a drop of blood and you need to say, you know, candy man five times. Like, you start entertaining stuff. I don't, I don't, finna go to the next door. <laughs> You're doing too much. So, for me, I would tell them, you don't know what you're messing with. 
That's why I know myself, I'm not about here about to try to cast out demons. That is not the lane that God put me in. That is not my role. If somebody ever asked me to be in a prayer circle, no. Because that is that's not my lane. That's not my role. I don't I'm not I'm not one for putting hands on people. Because you don't know what spirits jump from one thing to the next. So I'm not about that life. I know what my place is. My place is in in the knowledge and the preaching and teaching. Like I, that's where I'm at. Like I can't, I'm not going down that path, that rabbit hole. I'm not I'm not equipped. I don't think that's the lane that God has for me. I'm just saying that's that's how I feel about it. But if you are, you need to know what you're getting yourself into. And you need to be prayed up for that. And so that's why I say to someone who wants to play with a Ouija board, play with it if you want to. Don't know what you entertain. Because there's some serious stuff out there. New Orleans is real. Voodoo is real. Voodoo is real. They say it's rooted in, they want to say that it's rooted in God, but they ripped out some scriptures and made it their thing. I don't know what you're entertaining and what you're messing with, so that stuff long. Um, but, yeah. That's all I got. Oh, you got? Yeah. Okay. Well, I hope I hope that, that answered the questions and, and, and fulfilled what I believe is, um, is, the, is what the gospel has to say about those things. Like I said, when it comes to collections, go to God. If God is compelling you to get rid of your collections, do what you got to do. You know, don't look to the left. Don't look to the right. Look to Jesus. Don't let people sway you. you. Don't even let me sway you. You know, if if I'm, I'm, I got my collections, but God ain't said nothing to me about my collection. So that's why they ain't going nowhere. They go is because I want them to go. God ain't saying, oh my God, you're not shrines. Like he ain't said that to me. But if he's saying that to you, then you gotta do what you gotta do. Don't, don't, don't say, well, you know, Jesus unfiltered said I keep my stuff. No, I didn't. I said go to God and let him tell you what to do with that stuff. Cause if that stuff is not pleasing in his sight for you, he's trying to do something in you and you gotta move that stuff out for him to get to you. That's why the rich young ruler story is so powerful for me. Because for him, it was about his stuff. That stuff was in his way. He thought to get to the kingdom, all he had to do was some deeds. That's why he asked God straight up, what good deeds do I need to do? And he was like, I do them all, Jesus. So what's left? Sell your stuff. Now he got at where his heart's at. Again, that, and that, as an aside, don't use that text to tell people they need to be poor. That is not what that text is trying to say. That text is talking about people's hearts. Yeah. Don't be out here telling people rich people ain't going to heaven. There's plenty of rich people going to heaven. Just ask one of Paul's um Paul's partners, one of the richest women on earth at that time, the seller, the seller, she was the seller of purple. And purple at that time was a tech, it's a textile, like a linen, like a like um silk. And if you were a seller of that stuff, oh you were bank. You were making bank. Because that's what all the kings and the queens were wearing. And so she was a seller of, of purple. She didn't give up her job. <laughs> she was still selling purple and following Christ. So no, so don't use that as a means to try to say, Jesus wants us to be poor. No, Jesus don't want us to be poor. He don't want our stuff to go above him. You can be rich and worship God faithfully. It's what you do with what he gives you. That's why I said, God, if you don't want to bless me with two million, more than happy. But not if it's going to make me not worship you. You know, I was listening some, I was, can't remember what I was listening to. Um, 
but it was saying something to the effect of um, the same thing. Like you, you can you can have everything in the world, but if you don't have God, then it's meaningless, it's purposeless. And so that's why that's so that's why so that's why it's so important to me because again, we look at the landscape of our lives. What are we collecting? That's making us not like Christ. That's making us not like like Him, and what's making us forget Him and forsake Him for the stuff. And secondly, you know, holidays are holidays, and man made those things. God didn't make them. You know, there are days that He set aside in the Old Testament for His people, for the Israelite nation. But when Christ came, He did away with a lot of that stuff, most of that stuff. <laughs> And so it's not to say that we can't celebrate holidays, but are we celebrating them with Jesus in mind in a, in a sense that are we, are we glorifying God through the celebration of whatever? Because even a birthday, I was just thinking that even a birthday, even a birthday can be celebrated in a way that doesn't glorify God. Exactly. You feel me? So an anniversary can be celebrated in a way that doesn't glorify God. So whatever the day is, whatever the special day, a Thursday can be celebrated in a way that doesn't, every Friday, when people get off their jobs, there's a lot of people who do not celebrate Friday in a way that glorifies God, okay? So, saying all that to say, Halloween is not satanic. Christmas, can be satanic. That way. You can make it that way. So you got to be convicted by God on how to celebrate that day. Mm-hmm. How are you going to commemorate it? And if you are convicted in your heart not to do it, then don't do it. But don't paint a broad brush yes. on everybody. Because everybody ain't like you. Mm-hmm. And everybody doesn't have that, the same, isn't convicted by God for the same reason. Exactly. You're convicted by that for whatever reason you're convicted by it. So be it. But don't convict, don't try to, um, you know, judge everybody else and call everybody else demon worshipers because they decide they want to celebrate Halloween. Like, I'm going to go get my costume. I might do my Black Panther one last time. I ain't done it yet. I said, I'm going to do it one more time. Then I might throw it away. And so, I'm so, hey. But again, saying all that to say, that's that on. Well, all right. Well, thank y'all so much for listening, for watching. We appreciate y'all so, so much. Um, We want to thank y'all for your follows. Thank you for your likes. um, And just thank you for, you know, for listening to, you know, our podcast. Again, you know, whoever we're reaching, both now and in the future, we are just appreciative of you taking the time to listen to us. And we hope that this has been helpful for you to see Jesus in a, if not a different light, just in a true light, um, because that's all we want to do is just give people truth. Uh, we want to give people Jesus, and we want to give them Jesus real. I promise I'm going to stop talking. Listening to Tim Ross earlier today, he said what I'm hoping this podcast will be, because he said that there are a lot of people whose first time being introduced to Jesus resulted in a lot of church hurt, that then caused them to not believe in him again. And so I'm hoping that 
if if this whether this is your first time or not being introduced to Jesus, that this gives you a better a better picture of him. So that way you can get to know the real Jesus and not the Jesus that you met from all these other folk mm. who were not giving you the real. Because I because I would hope that we the experience that we've had, you know, no one would ever no one else will ever have, but I'd be a fool to think that that's reality. You some people are gonna run into some really bad theology, some really bad church some really bad church leaders yeah. and it's going to cause them to think that this is how Jesus is. And like we said a few podcasts ago, Jesus, if he were here right now, would tear a bunch of churches upside down because that's just not what he meant when he did all that he did for us 2000 years ago. And so again, my hope and expectation is that if this is a first time or reintroduction that we're giving you a real picture of who Jesus is. Mm -hmm. So that way you can get to know the real him and then make up your mind. And ask questions. Yes. Don't forget to ask questions. Yes. Like, don't be afraid to ask questions because I know that a lot of church hurt comes from people telling you, do what I say, or no, it is this way, or why are you asking that? Or you don't ask questions like that. You just do it. But no, you ask questions. No. Mm -hmm. Because your soul depends on Ooh. what you know. I mean, so ask questions. Don't be naive willingly. Ask questions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It always amazes me or scares me, frightens me. How many people have been hurt because they did How dare you question? You know, I, 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 that scares me. Yeah. Because again, it's going back to scripture. How many people in scripture question God? Exactly. How many people in scriptures did that? The Psalms alone. But now I go even further. Moses questioned. Mm -hmm. Abraham questioned. Isaac questioned. Jacob questioned. Dog it. Adam and Eve questioned. Jesus questioned. If this cup passed from me. Can, can it please? Can it? can it pass? Can somebody else take this? Lord, is there another way? Like, ooh, you know, so even so even Jesus had his moments, you know, and, and that's okay. That's okay. And and what that shows us is that even though Jesus had all power, he was still under submission to God. Yes. He was still under submission to God. And even he himself said, I don't know when the end's coming. So I'm just like y'all, wait, yeah. wait, when Lord. When? When you sending me down there? When is Armageddon coming? Me and the horses are ready. When are we going? When can I finally say I am and get rid of all the evil? I'm, I've been sitting on the end. I was like, not yet. I'll let you know when I am. Okay. Because you know, he ain't like us. <sighs> Fine. Like, okay. So again, you know, there's so many questions that we have. Don't be afraid to ask. If you're not getting them from the place that you're at, God bless them. Keep asking. Find somebody, and hopefully this podcast can be one of the places that you can go get your questions answered or find answers to questions that you may have had and didn't know you had them until you listened to us. So, all right, I'm done for real. I'm going to let y'all go. Thank y'all again so much, and I hope you guys have a wonderful, 
rest of your day, week, weekend, whatever. Um, and as always, peace and good. Peace out, homies.